1: Original Moto Podcast featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve
2: Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Racer X podcast presented by Fox Racing. Foxhead.com, visit your local authorized Fox dealer, and uh, if your dealer doesn't carry Fox, uh, get a new dealer, because uh, Fox is where it's at, Flex Air Gear out now, Foxhead.com, we thank those guys for presenting this sponsorship, of course, RacerX Online, also, and uh, got a guy in the studio here, so I'm Steve Mathis, by the way, got a guy in the studio here, uh, we got a pulp show tonight, and so I don't know when I'm going to put this up, you'll probably hear this after he's done the pulp show, but I wanted some one-on-one time with uh, a guy he has been in the industry for a long time. Certainly uh, knows the ins and outs of the tire business, the tire industry. Plus a great guy, a race fan, everything else. Uh, somebody, one of those guys behind the scenes, like a Randy Vallee or, or Paul Perbinos or Rich Taylor or any of those guys that uh, I think people find interesting and want to hear their story and where they came from. Uh, he is the key account manager at Michelin Tires. And also too, the first man to put Michelin motorcycle tires into a 125 supercross made event, Randy Richardson. What's up Randy? Nothing much, just hanging out here in the studio. Thanks for coming by. Um
1: Man, you've been at Michelin for a long time. Yeah, hired what? in uh, hired in with the company in April
2: of 88. Really? Yeah. Oh wow, okay. So you've been there I didn't know you've been there that long. Yeah. So, okay, so um you're from South Carolina? Correct. And is that where Michelin's based, or they're in... Our North American headquarters, yes, yeah. in Greenville, South Carolina. Right. Yeah. Okay, so in 88, when you were however old, mm-hmm. you uh, just applied, just, I want to, you know, when- need a job,
1: or how did this come about? No, I had gone to uh, Greenville Technical College okay. there in Greenville, and taken uh, mechanical engineering mm-hmm. was my, is how I guess I'm formally trained. Yep. So, in mechanical engineering, and then hired into. One of our manufacturing facilities that's in Anderson, South Carolina. It's a rubber okay. pr- rubber production plant where we make uh, rubber for car tires and light truck tires and so on. So hired into there in eighty eight. What? How old were you
2: been? 88 eight. Yeah. Twenty two. Twenty two. So yeah. you were still racing, still like like you you like many of us mm-hmm. wanted to. You'd like rather be a pro factory rider. Just like me? Just like a lot of people. <laughs> it didn't work yeah. out, though. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. And I but got in a, 88, you were still coming, like, still thinking of that, I'm sure, right?
1: Yeah. And, and uh, in 88, yeah, I had a bike. I had an 85 okay. CR250 yeah. and just rode with buddies. That was yeah, it. Yeah. Didn't oh, it. Didn't even race, race or anything. at all, really. Okay. No, yeah. no. And then uh, started doing, I got my AMA license for C-class, novice class in 1990 the second. Then.
2: You yeah. made the main in 93?
1: No, 95. 95. 95, okay. yeah, right. yeah. 95, yeah.
2: Okay, I thought it was 93. I should probably do research better. So, no, no worries. So you went from Rider mm-hmm. to a 125 Supercross main in five years? Well, when you start, when you go to sign up, you sign up in the lowest
1: class you can, right? Yeah, I guess. Always. Right, sure. Yeah, no, yeah, but yeah. I, I had, uh, my dad had got me a bike for my fourth birthday. Okay. So I've ridden, yeah, know, yeah. like right, all my right, life. So right. riding skills but were But very strange that you never raced, though. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dad, Dad wasn't a fan of me racing, I guess, <laughs> at a young age. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so when I started racing, yeah, I was 21 or so. Okay. When, when late I, start, yeah. Yeah, real yeah. late start. And just some little outlaw stuff and little local tracks. Yeah, yeah. And then went to uh, the first AMA race. Okay. Went to Muddy Creek, signed up, got my AMA license, yeah, yeah. went and rode 250 C-Class. There. Mike or, Brown's there, I'm yeah, sure. Mike, Mike Brown was there, 483. <laughs> he was there. Muddy Creek Assassin right. was there. And uh, so, that, yeah, that's where I started. Rode C-Class, 90. And she that to, seems
2: like a fast, like, and, escalation. Yeah,
1: and Road B-91, yeah. and then, yeah, I think I rode B in ninety one, ninety two, yeah, yeah. and then 93. At the time, you could go, quote, pro. Yeah. You, know, you didn't have to do the arena yeah. cross and yeah, anything like yeah, that, yeah.
2: so you just filled out the form, and they'd give you a pro card. So. How about me being from Canada? Mm-hmm. I may as well have been from Mars. Mm-hmm. I was a B rider in Canada and raced Millville Pro National just by going down and saying, like, yeah, I want to sign up. I'm a, I race in Canada. They're like, they have no way to check it. Yeah. And, and I just race Cross reference that. I just yeah. race pro. Yeah. That's yeah. F- I think as long as I give them the $5 for the massive um, sign card. Remember those, uh, those plastic holders, <laughs> the big ones yeah. They had, a, it was a safety clip it was about seven <laughs> inches long. I think you, you still had the- one when you read dressed up last year. <laughs> I did have one. It was a Daytona pit pass. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, so, okay. So, but at, by, I didn't realize this. So by 95, when you make that main event and you're racing 125 East supercross, mm-hmm. You're working at Michelin during oh, the yeah. week, yeah, like Ni- full full time. Oh yeah, yeah. like ninety three, four, five. Yeah, and the only ones I would like, I,
1: to be real clear, I was in no way thinking I was making a career of it. Yeah, you know, I had a career yeah. at Michelin. Yeah. Yeah. and I would take my vacation days, and go to the supercrosses. I didn't know this. Yeah, mm-hmm. ninety three, four, and five. I would do. Um, Orlando and Tampa, Atlanta, Daytona, and Charlotte—in yeah. whatever order. Yeah. They're in. But yeah, I would do yeah. those because, because they were local. Yeah. I'd yeah. take a Thursday and a Friday of vacation. Yeah, and go down there, ride oh, press wow. day on Friday. Right. And my whole objective—Orlando uh, '93 was the first one I went to. Uh-huh. My whole objective was just try to make it to the to the nighttime. If I could make it to the night show, that was a huge thing for me. Yeah, and and I did. Yeah, and yeah. that was yeah. that was just so cool because for me, I could go. Did you make it right away, or when did you make Did you make the first night nice show you tried, or how long did it take? No, I made for, made, yeah, I made the first oh, one. Oh, okay. Yeah, made yeah. the first one. And then, that's funny, I, I made the first one and then was just way pumped. That was a day was of so qualifiers, cool. so you had to race heat races to get it. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah, you, had, yeah. you had two practice sessions on yeah. Friday. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, you know, being Johnny Privateer with just, you know, putting mm. a little more. Oil in the forks and uh, and and a, a match set of tires. Yeah, yeah that and just and a match set of tires and call that uh, yeah, yeah. a supercross <laughs> setting. And you're, my objective was just if I can just jump the triples. Yeah, if I can no, just jump the triples in
2: 25 days, that really was the. Well, factory now, but riders. Now, but the thing is, too. I rode 250s, oh,
1: okay. okay. 93, 94, and then. Uh, so jump a triples. Uh, yeah, so jump a triple, that's my main thing. And then uh, so Saturday, <laughs> you'd have more practice sessions, then yeah. you would have daytime qualifiers. Because yeah. then they would take the top ten in points yeah. to the
2: night show. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's and you right. had to race for position on the yeah. others. Yeah. So I, you know, qualified out of my heat. And at some I was point just... it
2: became top twenty to the night to the night show because I didn't have to do it a lot. Really? Okay. With, with guys I worked for. But anyways, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, so yeah, so I made the night show I was just extremely excited. Oh, I just yeah.
1: to me to be out there. You I don't want to say back. racing with. I wasn't nah. racing with the big guys. I was on the track at
2: the same time. Dude, if you make a and Supercross then, night show, like, that's legit. I mean, yeah, you're not racing yeah. for, you know, whatever. But you got to give yourself some credit. So it was good. We yeah. do that. And then uh, the
1: funny thing is, uh, so I I, and, uh, just sucked in a heat race. Uh-huh. And then, of course, they only take four then. Yep. So then they take five from a semi. That Mathematically, mm-hmm. that's your best chance, yep. right? Yep. So uh, so I did real good. I got was into the first term with Emig and Ward and was in a qualifying spot was this my the Charlotte very, very photo? first time. Was this no, no. This? Okay. No, that's
2: um there's a photo that you showed me or yeah, someone's got. That was that's from Orlando. Yeah. Okay. All yeah. All right. yeah, yeah. Coming in just yeah. way too hot.
1: <laughs> way too hot. And I showed that at – Emig was giving me he was giving me grief about that uh, last year at the WPS oh, sales was? meeting. Yeah. 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 Cuz I was sitting with him having a drink and, yeah. and I showed him that photo and he's making fun of how, you know, Bottomed <laughs> out. My suspension was coming to the first turn, yeah, yeah. so I quickly said, "Well, you're making fun of me. What were you doing in a semi?" <laughs> exactly, you know? bro. So, uh, but I, uh, if Jim Holly had not brought over brought over uh, Koji Akawara, yeah, I would have made a 250 main event my very first time. I no got sixth. Way. Yeah, I got sixth in that semi. No way! Wow. Yeah, so just yeah, yeah. so I missed it by you know quarter inch on yeah, paper yeah, yeah. and right. probably right. 200 yards on the track, but still. Thanks, uh, thanks, Holly. <laughs> yeah, thanks a well, lot, Jim Holly. That's
2: pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good cool. for the first time. So, yeah. so for
1: me, then yeah. you know, I realize you know, LCQ don't qualify. Run back to my van, uh huh. Change into street clothes, come back in and watch the greatest Supercross yeah, yeah. guys race. You know, yeah. watch the main event and just enjoy the sport and yeah. drive on Sunday. And home get, your, get
2: your entry money back. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: and then get a little bit of a uh, little bit of AMA uh, checks here and there, and run. then and then write it off as a pretty good tax loss for three years. So <laughs> ninety three, four five. So
2: and your bosses at Michelin are probably like. You, what you, you actually made a main event? Like you raced supercross. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, good, had, they had no clue. It was a no good clue. testing though for tires, right? Yeah, you were it was running of tires it and good. everything, yeah. so it was good. Um, yeah. And then at some point you're like all of us, and you're like, okay, well, I really got to buckle down, I guess, right? Or did you get hurt or anything, or did you? Or was it just like you were? This isn't this isn't going to happen anymore. Well, I'm
1: getting too old. Yeah. So in in '95, I'd have been 29 years old. Yeah. You know, and I was yeah, yeah. just kind of this kind of over it. I I knew my role. I knew yeah. what I knew what I. Yeah. Wanted to accomplish, and right. I, for me, I had done that those yeah. years. You know, going and making the night show, and 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 say being a part of it, I'd live sure. live that uh, that dream. And then and then, yeah, made the one main in Charlotte ninety-five in the one twenty-five uh-huh. class, uh-huh. Yeah. and that was like pinnacle of of for me, you yeah. know, for my racing thing. I
2: think that's ninety-five right there. A Tim Ferry jersey,
1: I think it is. Yeah, you might have saw the back of that. He and uh, he and Ramsey were on the same. Yeah, then so, I think yeah, they, so they so were on. A, uh, yep. Shoot, what was that team? Yeah, Suzuki. Yeah, they're on Suzuki. Well, they're on RP for a while. They're yeah, like, RP. That's yeah, what it yeah. was. Because yeah. when Nathan would come and ride at my house yeah. during that timeline, he was right. uh, he had
2: he had uh, I think that same gear. Yeah, and Suzuki's so yeah. RRP. Awesome. Um, what do you mean? What do you remember about that main event? Just being like, oh, 15 laps is long. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so blessed that I didn't make that 250 main that first time because I, yeah, I, I I didn't have uh, yeah. I didn't have the five laps yeah, in me. Yeah. but um, just. Being ext- what was funny was, so in the LCQ, uh-huh. I, I whole shot the LCQ, and then kind of, I say, I worked my way back to fourth. Yeah, I remember yeah. Davey Yesick hit me probably the last four turns, you know, just <laughs> rammed, and I was just guarding the inside, inside. And it was funny, each time I'd come by the mechanics area, there'd mm-hmm. be more people I had my buddy who was mechanic in for yeah, me. Yeah, but yeah. then you had Mike Brown and Todd De Hoop and, yeah, yeah. and Eichel and Buell, different ones who yeah. were down there cheering me on. Right. And uh, to to try to make a main. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, it was, so you remember that? You remember was, those yeah, guys it was, all it yeah, was yeah. surreal. And then uh the main. Whatever. Just being in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah being in yeah, it. Yeah. And 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 which you'd often hear this in the heat races too, mm-hmm. you'd hear the crowd going nuts. Right over something that had nothing to do with yeah. what you were doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was always somewhere yeah. on the other yeah, side yeah. of the track you'd hear. A, well,
2: you'd hear and then a, you talk about jumping the triples like in a 125 class. If you could jump a triple yeah. back in those days, mm-hmm. you were a big time because not everybody could do both triples, or you couldn't do either one in a 125 yeah. class sometimes. In Charlotte you know? that year, it was in that old Memorial Stadium, yeah. and on the
1: from the starting gate on the right side, that triple was very doable for okay. 125s, yeah, yeah. had a longer run at it. Yeah. And then the other one, I think only Brownie was doing it. It was the one Pichon cased so hard. Oh, okay. Uh, and I think injured a wrist yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Brownie won that night there in Charlotte, 95,
2: yeah. Um, wow, well, yeah, it's real cool. Like, it's, it, people don't understand, like, there's all, all of us in the industry got to, try to race, and you yeah. actually did it, you know. I yeah. mean, it's and you have neat. to figure out uh, plan B. So. Right, yeah. But the whole time you were going to Michelin full time, so yeah. practicing and everything else, mm-hmm. it's kind of yeah. tough. Um, and then, like you said, so you, you got to know Brownie somehow. Mm-hmm. How did you meet meet Mike Brown? I probably, along the way, probably made him somewhere
1: along the way at Muddy Creek. Okay, but, but yeah. what I because your uh, buddies with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You are. Yeah, Brownie's a good. Dude. You and Mike Tied Brown are tight. Yeah. yeah. Although
2: yeah. we we love to laugh about how weird he is because he's, 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 he's unique. He, he's an eccentric dude. I just it's, spent a weekend with him in Bulgaria, you know, two months ago, and just I love the guy. But uh, and sometimes you're just like, all right. Bro. Brownie. Like the time he was going to come riding to your place. Yeah. And you had your wife fix dinner, and yep. everything else, and yeah, just he, never showed.
1: He, and he never showed. Yeah. Yeah, never showed. You don't know. He's he's very uh, Houdini ish. <laughs> you know, you can yeah. text him back and forth yeah. five, six times. Yeah. And then you just wait until that last <laughs> hear confirmation. Back from him, yeah. Something. And it's two months later you hear from him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so somewhere along the line, you guys clicked and really became yeah. buddies. Yeah. It's yeah. good.
1: And, and so in that timeline, that 92 through 5 or whatever, I had. Had a pretty cool track behind uh-huh. my dad's tool and die machine shop. So, yep. um, so had a lot of people come down there, right? That's how I first met Mike. I guess mm-hmm. he would come down there. He'd heard word about my track, so yeah, he yeah. could drive. He's only two and a half hours away. So yeah, he'd yeah. drive down and ride for a couple of days and go back up to, uh, to yeah. Tennessee. So, uh, so he'd come down and practice some at that track and, and got
2: to know him that way. Um, yeah, just a, a real, we were talking about this over dinner last night. The guy's still going, like. When he came back for Yamaha Troy for a second or third or fourth time, oh yeah. three or four, it went terribly. Yamaha Troy was a mess. I mean, it kind of well. Maybe he did the Rockstar Suzuki thing the next year, but it was basically like, okay, you're never gonna see Mike Brown again. And he's just got this second wind of this endurocross and these yeah. Baja races or whatever he did. Like a ninth wind, and, and yeah, and like he's still riding, man. Mm-hmm. He's what forty five. Probably yeah, probably yeah. mid forties. Yeah. And the cool thing is, for me,
1: the thing is he he is competitive. Mm-hmm. He's still very very competitive at what yeah. he does. You yeah. know, it's like um, he's not out there just making no, laps. He's, no. he's fighting for wins and yeah. fighting for championships and just as intense. Yeah. One of the most intense yeah. people I've ever met.
2: So let me ask you this. So okay, he's not really a, wasn't around much then, but or maybe he moved. But Charlotte's own Damon Bradshaw you have any Bradshaw stories from back in the day? Um, yeah. my Now,
1: my Bradshaw stories from back in the day, even though, because he's from up in Charlotte, yep. North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I'm down in, You're call South, it Greenville, South Carolina. But. So my Bradshaw stories when he was, you know, in the pinnacle of his career yep. would be that I was a fan up in the stands taking pictures of him, <laughs> him. down on the That's stadium okay. floor and it, you know I, I honestly have yeah. some you know 3 by 5 photos yeah, yeah, or whatever yeah. where he is a dot <laughs> you know a little white dot and uh, a little yellow dot would be Cooper. Did, were little, you
2: there when he won Charlotte back in May '91 or whatever?
1: Mm-hmm. That yeah. was big. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Comes home the conquering
1: yeah. hero and wins. And was in uh I have pictures from so many pictures from uh, the the race at 90 yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah, the one where JT is oh, yeah. jumping up and down. Yeah. yeah, so so I was at that one and uh, just a fan up yeah. there. Uh, yeah, yeah. 28 degrees, freezing cold, and honestly, one of the best races yeah, yeah. of all time. Yeah, and really I, good. Yeah, so I didn't I didn't really know Damon at all. Had never okay. met him that way. Yeah, um, met him that. Of course. Yeah. And then now he lives in the Idaho area, so yeah. I've I from time to time we'll yeah. see him uh, when I go to visit Western Power Sports uh-huh. up there in Boise, yeah. and had a chance last summer to go ride with several of the guys from Western Power Sports and Damon just oh, to go ride yeah, in the yeah, desert. Yeah. So that
0: was
2: way yeah, that's cool. cool you know? yeah. yeah, heck yeah. Well, I didn't know because uh this might have been before your time, but I guess he had a bitch in practice track outside of Charlotte somewhere. Mm-hmm. Supercross track and outdoor track and everything else and guys got to ride there or whatever. So yeah. but probably before the time. That'd have been way, yeah, boy, yeah, way before your time or whatever. Heck yeah. But he's still in East Coast yep. hero. Yeah, he, yeah, he is very legend. much so, very much <laughs> so a, a legend in that area for sure. Um so. and uh so okay, all right. So Part of the reason why you're here, uh, you're going your way to WPS. They got a sales meeting, got some power sports. But uh, now, Michelin, you guys uh, went big into our sports, Supercross Motocross, Factory Suzuki, Factory KTM, two years. That's when we met. I was at Mm -hmm. KTM. And you guys, of course, had the MH2, MS3. um, Michelin itself, massive company that maybe people don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, French company, um, how many, I mean, how big is this company? Michelin globally is
1: 130,000. One hundred thirty thousand employees yeah. worldwide. Yeah. yeah, yeah, huge company, and and uh, so many different product lines. Yeah. Um, the office where I work, uh, Michelin North America's headquarters. There's about fifteen hundred employees. Yeah, um, and it's funny. There's a lot of people in that building that that also don't know we make motorcycle tires. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah, knows yeah. The, the brand name. Yeah. You know, the the brand associated with car and light truck mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, yeah. It was Michelin tires all those years on the space shuttle.
2: Yeah, yeah, and uh,
1: wow. so we make really good aviation product, yeah.
2: earth mover. You know, truck,
1: car, Everything. all yeah. that stuff, yeah,
2: yeah. And uh, a new tire for you guys, Starcross Five. And mm-hmm. you're, you're, look, you 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 can sell a cruiser tire or you can sell a, a performance tire. But you're you're a moto dude. That's what you are. Yeah. So the fact that you guys have a Starcross Five that you've been working on for a while—it's a brand new tire you, it gets you a little excited, right? Because oh. it's just that's what you are. You're oh, a moto guy, very much yeah. so. And 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 we do
1: have, to your point, we have great cruiser products, we have great sport touring sport yeah. bike tires. But I'm an off road guy, yeah, for sure. So yeah. so I I have been really excited about. Introducing the Starcross yeah. Five range uh, because our older products, the Starcross MS2 and MH mm-hmm. uh, MS2, MS3, and then the uh, MH3 and so on, yeah. uh, they've just kind of gotten along in the tooth, yeah. and and we needed some new products and developed something that uh, to bring to the commercial marketplace that's been really well received and performs a lot better than than a previous generation. That's for sure.
2: When does someone come to you, and how involved are you in a process of like this new off-road tire? Like how how Integral or when do you know about this process? And, well, and, and nah, uh, Well, I've, you know, have you know some I mean? insight to oh, yeah. it, you know, yeah, a what I mean. like, couple
1: of years in advance okay, yeah, that, yeah, we're, yeah. that we're beginning to work on. So, You're starting to think of launching mm-hmm. a new dirt bike. Yeah. yeah. So, the, our central group in, in Michelin and in France yep. would talk to different zones, be it mm-hmm. North America, Asia, so on, and ask about uh, sizing, mm-hmm. you know, what, what key sizes we need and what type of application. Not so much from a technical standpoint yep. of, of terrain, let's yeah, say, yeah, yeah, but, but just, you know, do you need an 8190, I mean, 8190. 121 the trend, and the right. yeah. and so on. So, uh, so we're involved in that early on. And then, uh, the engineering and the testing, uh, I was not, you know, not so much involved yeah. in that. Just yeah. very late on, uh, very late in it with, uh, we did some stuff with Kiefer of yeah. course, yeah. but uh, to get his feedback before we
2: finalize the commercial product. In. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like you said, it's a lot better than it's, you guys have learned, obviously tire technologies advanced, everything mm-hmm. else. It's funny. Like, I feel like, uh, obviously, Dunlop is so huge in America, and they've been that way forever, and especially, like, in my little world of Supercross and motocross, Pirelli's been in now for three, four years. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty big presence, JGR guys, Butler brothers, they're BTO sports guys. Mm -hmm. Um, And people aren't, like, people, sometimes I hear, like, oh, Pirelli, like, uh, I don't know. Hey, guys, Pirelli has won... (coughs) Many many titles, and mm-hmm. like Michelin, mm-hmm. many many titles uh, built many many tires for many applications. I know we're stuck in this little world where Dunlop is the one, and they do make great tires. Mm-hmm. But I think it's funny how that I think sometimes the average fan maybe doesn't really realize the scope of a Pirelli or a Michelin company. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, I, I do
1: respect that, yeah. and and, I, and and to your point, Dunlop, Pirelli, Michelin, Bridgestone, even yeah, Bridgestone, all, yeah. all are all are are definitely premium brand tires yeah. for sure and Pirelli has uh, like Michelin has had a great success in motocross GP yeah. you know Pirelli's won a lot of uh, world championships and so I think everyone ran Pirelli for every one I of the so, titles yeah. or something yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so so yeah they've had great success yeah. and everyone does have a a very uh uh a, a Dunlop mindset yeah. when it comes to off-road here in the U.S. Yeah, yeah. and and that's and that's uh, that's I guess you know, at that's the tip understandable. Of the hat, tip of
2: the hat to those guys oh, yeah. for
1: capturing yeah. that. Like, yeah, it's understandable because right. they've been they have been uh, very dedicated to the sport mm-hmm. for a long, long time. Yeah. They, they've always been there, yeah. and uh, you got to respect that. That's for sure. It's a yeah. huge investment to do that, right. and they continue to
2: invest in it. And uh, I, just, I respect that. I find it funny that some people just don't like you guys can build a tire you know a thing or two yeah, about for tires sure. for sure um yeah. um you know and it's and just it's marketing it's a uh, dollars spent on supercross motocross all yeah. that you know and there are a lot
1: of there's a lot of uh quality yeah. fast food places to eat yeah, yeah but yeah. there's mcdonald's on every corner and every exit you know so you get that mentality of that's yeah, yeah. that's where you go
2: grab a burger yeah um, yeah really so. um so, yeah, StarCross 5 is out now, MichelinMotorcycles.com. And I don't want to make this thing a whole ad for Michelin, but, I mean, again, it's, it's what you're doing. It's what you're here And, uh, uh, you know, we've been doing it on the Pulp Show, giving away, and good success. There's some guys running the StarCross 5's and TPJ team. That's what, so, uh, yeah, that's what yeah, I heard on the, yeah. the the show last week. <laughs> right. So yeah. so
1: they're out there anyways, and uh, and that's good. good and day. the cool thing on that is, because, because we do not have any uh, – we do not have any involvement, yeah. you know, from a corporate level yeah. in, in racing at this point and don't have any plans to return to that. How, how many times so, a day do you go to your boss and say, can we get back
2: in? I'm ready. I got my tire irons. I'm ready. that <sighs> would be between zero and none. <laughs> <laughs> so kind of like, I like being at home. Right. Well, we'll talk about that too, but I want to talk about your, your days <laughs> yeah. doing that too. But yeah. Okay. So yeah, just, you don't have any plans to step yeah. back in. No, but, you know, but like, what's cool. What I was saying what's cool
1: yeah. about that is, is that's someone on TPJ who, can choose yeah whatever brand he right. wants right. and 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 I don't know who it is but yeah. he's got he's got some Michelin's um, on there so that's that's cool he's obviously tried brands and yeah. chose those and is going racing with them so hopefully he'll be happy
2: with them and do well. Did Michelin invent moose? Yes, they did, yeah. huh? They yeah. invented the big moose, moose. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. That things that things changed our sport a little bit too. Like it, it the has. moose itself, like it, mm-hmm. Yeah, it has,
1: we, and they're and they're much more prevalent in Europe than than U.S. Yeah, you know, and and I don't know if it's uh, it's just different mindset. Yeah. Um, but as far as the percentage of bib moose versus tires or bib moose versus tubes mm-hmm. sold in Europe, yeah. is is
2: way way higher. Is it really? Huh? Yeah, yeah, way higher. Even though they're way harder to US. change and everything else, people just put them in. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: To me, they're not they're not that much harder to change. Yeah. It's like anything. Waco you know
2: Zaco says that too.
1: Yeah, if you know the correct. Yeah. Procedure yeah yeah. you know it like anything right. there's there's not necessarily a right way to do it but there's uh-huh. a lot of wrong ways and uh, <laughs> um, but the good thing is uh from especially off road yeah is you know if you you install a Bib Moose mm-hmm. in your tires, and you have zero chance of a flat. Yeah. So, and and people might say, well, the price point, you know, they're 150 dollars each. That's expensive. Yeah. So I always, if I'm talking with a consumer, you know, it's okay. Well, you have an eight to ten thousand dollar off road motorcycle. You know, you've got yeah. fifteen hundred dollars worth of safety gear, head to toe. Yeah. And you drove how far to this uh-huh. race and uh-huh. paid how much for the to the entry fee? Yeah. Right. And you know, you got pipe and silencer, all this stuff. You've got, you know, you're you're twelve fifteen grand into this event. Yeah. And yeah. you're and you're hoping that that twenty dollar tube doesn't get pinched during the three dollar race. Maybe twenty
2: dollar tube. Yeah, maybe. You know I mean? yeah, maybe, like, maybe that's yeah. a good
1: one. Yeah, they go with an off brand. Yeah, yeah they're, they're yeah, yeah. in the sixteen dollar right, price. Right. Right.
2: Yeah. So that's a good point. Um,
1: so, so to me, it's an investment. Right. You don't get a flat. Yeah. You finish the race and uh, and yeah, we used them. Uh, you know, with with KTM off road for yeah. many many years in in uh, yeah. works and GNCC National Enduro and won a lot of championships and stuff. And then and then we used them. And, and motocross as well, right. never, never supercross, but motocross.
2: Um, so you're at Michelin. You're obviously a great rider, and you decide to, like, okay, so when do you move into, like, Michelin Racing Services uh, end of things? I went into, How does that go? Yeah, I went into, uh,
1: well, through my, you know, racing in that yeah. timeline, yeah. 95 or so, I found out about, you know, I knew about Michelin, that we made motorcycle tires. Yep. I learned that. Right. And then, yep. uh, so, of course, I tried to get me. Some of them got me some sponsorship, let's say, from the motorcycle division. Mm-hmm. So maybe it was, I don't know, six tires a year or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, so f- from my contacts there, I networked my way into the motorcycle division uh, later on in the 90s. Okay. And, uh, and then um, was there for a while. But we didn't make a strong push in off-road until 99. We tested some, uh, I think, when when, uh, oh, when so Villamon was coming over. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, when Villeman came over to Yamaha yep. and we tested Michelin then versus Bridgestone then. Uh-huh. When he was coming over, and Yamaha stayed with Bridgestone for 2000 yep. But we put a truck on the road and, and had someone uh, there, oh, so and that was
2: with KTM then. I, th- I was thinking that it was going to – I thought that somehow it had started earlier than that. So mm-hmm. so factory KTM, $2,000. i am there as mm-hmm. a mechanic, and and when do they just – is this something you go after where they're like, hey, we're, we are going into motocross, supercross with the factory KTM deal. Mm-hmm. Randy, you're running the program or is it something you like, "Hey, I can do that. I want to run the program."
1: No, my my manager at the time, well, first it came from Michelin's central group in France. Yep. So we were at the time, we had been heavily involved in motocross of GP, course, yep. but but Michelin wanted to make a push in US motocross and supercross. Yep. So that's where the the initiative came from. And then uh, my manager at the time, he was aware of, you know, my rate past racing yep. experience and so on and know that I kind of he knew that I, you know, understood what the needs were for supercross and motocross in the U.S. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, the decision was made to, to go after some race teams. And, uh, and so we had KTM and uh, Planet Honda oh, in yeah. 1990. Yeah. No, I'm sorry, no, 2000. 2000. Yeah, 2000. 2000 yeah. Yeah. yeah, 2000. Blackfoot Honda we, then or now? Uh, I don't that think was, we had Blackfoot okay, Yeah. Yet, yeah. But, but Planet Honda and, yeah. and KTM off-road. And then we had, uh, you remember, we had uh, Competition Direct. Scott yeah, uh, Scott Swinehart. Swinehart. Yeah, yeah, Scott Swinehart. So we had them contracted to go and do all the races and provide service at
2: the track. Oh I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was still out of them at that point. Okay, yep. I don't remember that. But yep. um That's where um, um, that was, yeah. So now your your whole life changes in a sense of you are now going to every Supercross and Motocross. Yep. Uh you are working with these teams high level mm-hmm. pressure everything else. There's cash laid out by Michelin in terms of product and cash. Yeah. Um and everything else. This is a huge deal for you guys. Mm-hmm. Like a big yeah. deal. And then so when we when we uh
1: got factory Suzuki uh, and actually Roger DeCoster came to Swinehart came to, okay. you know, because he yep. was Michelin representation at the yep. track yep. and inquired about Well, you weren't there Michelin.
2: then or, or you weren't going all the time? Some of them. Oh, some okay. of them, yeah. Right. Some of yep. them.
1: And then, and then uh, so we tested uh, with Wyndham with yep. and uh, actually tested with Albertine and then tested later on with Wyndham when he signed to Suzuki. Okay. And then we kind of did some comparative testing uh, yep. and then signed on with Suzuki for a three-year deal. And then once we had, you know, that level of team and then we had to have someone yep. Michelin Right. A true Michelin employee yeah, at yeah. every event. So yeah. that's, that's when I started going to every single race was right. 2001 through 2005. Yep.
2: Um, when you got involved and this is something like Glover probably gets Brock Glover at Dunlop probably gets pissed at me two or three times a year for just <laughs> things I write or say, or whatever. Doug Schepinski, no longer at Bridgestone now at Pirelli, but he was at Bridgestone. Uh, he's prickly too. Um, the tire industry at the highest levels of racing. And I don't know if it's like this in road racing or whatever, it's like goggle guys. Like Johnny Knowles hates everybody. Hates all the other goggle <laughs> companies. Like you know, like and yeah. there's certain things in our industry. I don't find the gear guys like this. I don't find the sprocket guys like this. I don't find the pipe guys like this. Yeah. I find goggles and tires. Yeah. Intense, competitive. Everybody hates each other. Um. You're a pretty friendly, outgoing guy. Yeah. When yeah. you got involved at that level, we were on Factory KTM. We had Grant yeah. Langston, of course, winning now. Yeah. Um. Never mind Travis and Wyndham and yeah. all that. We'll get to that. But, um. Were you like kind of like. Hey, like, did you notice that? Like, they had their backs up a little bit. They were like, you know, a, a little bit, you know. And and
1: and the thing is, they're, they're It's
2: competitive, man. Yeah,
1: it's and and I agree with you. There are certain certain components in yeah. the industry yeah. that people take it a lot more serious than other components. Yeah, you know, I don't yeah, know yeah, if yeah. if brake pad people or air filter people. I've take seen the, Donnie
2: you know, Emler and Mitch talk a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. and and me,
1: I'm you know I'm I'm friendly to everyone yeah and you know and i and and respectful to everyone so like 2001 we come on board with you know with factory suzuki yeah. and factory ktm and a large presence and start you know getting on the podium and winning some races and and you're right there's some uh, standoff yeah, or what like, have you but but for me you know i always kept it in in the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things we're we're at my role then we're i'm trying to help the best riders in the world that we had yep Find the right tire for the right conditions. We were not curing cancer. Yeah. yeah, You know what I mean? And and some, I I see what you mean. Some people take it that serious. I mean,
2: Um, we're all here. And, yes, you want to represent Michelin, and you love Michelin. And and that guy loves Dunlop, and that guy loves Mm -hmm. Bridgestone. But, like, at the same time, like, I feel like some of these people take glee in failures or things like that. Yeah. Uh, And I just – Goggle guys are the same way, where yeah. I'm like. Oh, yeah, yeah if it's, it's kind of like, as, as a, it's, I guess
1: the equivalent is if a goggle guy sees the other brand have to throw their goggles oh, off, that's the same dude. thing as a tire guy seeing someone get a flat.
2: Oh, my God. I mean, they, they might go up in the woods any time to themselves if they see failure, you yeah. know what I mean? Because they're very yeah. happy. And I just, I just, I don't get it. But anyway, so you're in this now. Mm-hmm. Langston's winning mm-hmm. up until the final round of Steel City when his wheel breaks. Yep. Uh, nothing to do with Michelin, you know, it was, mm-hmm. we and I, I was on the team then. We had problems all year long with the hubs and the mm-hmm. spokes, and we had spline drive spokes, and, and they broke a lot. I don't know yeah. what the deal was, but the wheel broke, uh, yes. and, and KTM at the time, I think they said Ernie's peg got in it, and I saw a photo that could have been, mm-hmm. like Ernie's off the start, Ernie's foot peg taking out a bunch of spokes. Mm-hmm. Wheel breaks. Michelin loses the title. That sucks. Um, but you're making a presence. Yeah. You're, you're winning it, races. You yeah. are guys are right up there with... In your second year of
1: really trying. Yeah, and that's September of two thousand one. Yeah. So if, if we think back earlier in the year, yeah. Um, with Pastrana, he won the one twenty five East.
2: Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, he won yeah. one twenty five oh, East. So I was thinking no, no you Suzuki the next year. Yeah. So no, you had no. Suzuki in so, 01.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we had we had Suzuki and 01. Yeah. So they won uh with Travis, won the one twenty five East. So yeah. that was our first, you know, major yeah. we'll call it supercross, sure. motocross championship. Yeah. And then um so that was great. Then we go into the Outdoor Nationals, and yeah. Langston goes one-one at Glen Helen. Yeah, one-one at uh, Hangtown, Hangtown, I believe. Bobby yeah. Bonds, Bobby Bonds, <laughs> poor Bobby Bonds. Um, <laughs> welcome, welcome, Bobby Bonds. Glad to see you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, you guys. So that are, was, yeah, that yeah. was a great. That was a great season. And, and who can forget about two thousand High Point too? Two thousand. High I mean, point. awesome.
2: You want to just talk about it.
1: yeah. Kelly who, Smith, uh, Steve who? Who? I'm trying to forget who it is that tuned the bike for Kelly ah, Smith.
2: it was really muddy, so it's like a real test of mechanic skills. Real test of mechanic skills. And tires. And tires. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, and we, we did it, Randy. Together. We, we did it. <laughs> um, anyways, that was Wishlands first win. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah. So that was our first ever KTM's first win too. And, yep. I, and yep. I did it all. You did it all. I'm gonna drink. It, so. To have a cup here. of coffee mm. <laughs> cheers cheers um, to victory <laughs> cheers to victory still still feels sweet all these years later anyways um but, yeah so yeah it so must have t- been nice for your bosses yeah it was people in france mm-hmm. you guys are making you spending a lot of money but you're making an impact yeah, yeah. making a, a strong push and and
1: and when you say spending a lot of money you're talking you know in that timeline yeah you're talking 150 grand in diesel fuel yeah, yeah, yeah. To provide service, it's you know. So, so that's just, that's product. just, that's, <laughs> salaries, that's not product, that's not uh, sponsorship fees, yeah. that's not, you know, salaries and yeah. travel budget. Right. That's just diesel fuel to get tires to each race. Scott so, Reinhart's yeah. attitude, Yep, his cheery attitude all the time. Yeah, happy, happy-go-lucky. Yeah, very happy-go-lucky. Um, but no, 2001 was really successful yeah. for us. It it, mm-hmm. it brought us a lot of brand awareness mm-hmm. for the Starcross range because yep. they'd commercially launched end of 99, the yep. first MS2 and then... H2, but we started winning races and being on the podium. You know, Wyndham was on the podium in in a lot of 250 Mm -hmm. races on Suzuki. Um, We had uh, a lot of success in, you know, Langston won some 125 Supercross races. Yep. And then rolling the outdoors, and it was Grant and Travis, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Sure. Until Travis started, you know, knocking himself out at uh, Unadilla. Washougal,
2: Unadilla. Unadilla first, yeah. yeah. I thought it was Washougal first. mm -hmm. Okay. Unadilla, Um, and then um, the following weekend Washougal. So Travis won the outdoor title on Bridgestones.
1: No, no. Uh, Dunlop. Dunlop in 2000. Okay. And then yeah, it was on Dunlop. Yeah.
2: Um, you know what was funny, too? When I remember we were, so in 2000, we're run, the only team really running Michelin's, mm-hmm. Planet Correct. Honda. I remember people coming out of the woodwork and being like, I'm glad to see Michelin there. I've used the, I think it was the MS3, the soft one. I don't remember exactly, but there was either the soft one or the, I think it was. Probably our S12. S12, I'm sorry. S12. 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 Yeah, yeah. I've used that S12 for years. It's been the best tire. Like, it was really funny. Like, these guys kind of came out of the woodwork where I guess that S12 was popular, right, mm-hmm. or something? I don't know. It yeah. must
1: have worked really well. It, <laughs> it, the S12 has been a, a staple, you know, in our product offer for a long, long time. And yeah. uh, now it's the S12 XC. But, yeah, it's it's such a broad application mm-hmm, range mm-hmm. and a very, very durable tire. So perfect. for the consumer yeah. to buy a tire that works most everywhere, yeah. and and last forever. Yeah. That's, a, that's a home run for them. So.
2: what'd you learn? And I'll get this, I'll get to pastrana in a sec because okay. that that's a whole uh, probably another hour. But um, what'd you learn about tires? And even that probably applies to this day. You know, this ten fifteen years ago, but it still applies to this. What'd you learn about tires for dudes who are the fastest guys in the world? That maybe you didn't realize. What did what did you be like? Whoa, like. I- um, this doesn't mean my body's anymore yeah. in Piedmont. Yeah, no, no, it's not. You know, it's like not.
1: what'd you learn? What I learned was, and it's, and and you probably know this from your, you know, factory mechanic level and yeah. so on. Um, what I learned was how uh, how amazing uh, the feel and sensitivity. Of of what the tire is doing mm-hmm. and subtle changes for some riders, yeah. how how specific they are. and You can use the word picky, but how yeah, specific yeah. they are and yeah. what they're looking for from a tire, and then others, top level riders, kind of don't have a clue. Yeah, you know, yeah, and, it, and yeah. it's and it's it's interesting. So there were some. Uh, we worked with Wyndham yeah. in 2001 and 2002 till he got hurt in Atlanta right. on Suzuki. Okay, so, yeah. so so he was someone who we would adjust air pressure uh, in Supercross. We'd adjust air pressure like in a fourth of a PSI. Really? You know? huh? and, yeah, yeah. and And Kevin could tell the difference. Yeah. And then uh, we had, uh, he was asking one time for a little bit lighter weight feel and, you know, in, to kind of reduce the gyroscopic mm-hmm. effect in a, in a front tire. Yep. And we had some tubes that were a little bit thinner. Like instead of 2.7, they were 2.4 millimeters thick. Okay. So we went to this lighter tube to see if, he, if that felt better. Yeah. And Kevin could tell. Yeah, yeah. And then so he's pumped on that. So and then you you could I tried testing one time, just kinda of slip the mm-hmm. two point seven one in, he could tell. He you put that heavier tube back in there. So someone of his level, yeah, he was yeah. amazing as yeah. far as testing and feedback and he knew exactly what he wanted from the tire. And and then uh so a lot of times it was catering to what they were looking for. So you might change to a different compound or change yeah. to a different casing construction mm-hmm. to eliminate something the tire was doing that the rider didn't like. Or to give them, you know, a uh, a more aggressive, you know, traction yeah, yeah. or a more neutral traction. They didn't want it to climb in the ruts or or stuff like that. So, uh, and and then there were other riders that you could give them a full on race spec tire mm-hmm. or a commercial tire. They couldn't. They couldn't who was pay, the, who they was was Travis bad? Travis preferred to have air in it, and that's <laughs> that's about. You know, but I think he grew. If if you ask him, he'll tell you he grew up, you know, with his dad giving him, you know. Uh, I don't want to say a flat tire, but but you know, a worn out tire and bent handlebars and and Travis still thought he could win. So Travis was not as picky. He he liked a a more neutral like Mm -hmm. I was talking about climbing ruts and stuff. Wyndham could put the bike and can put the bike exactly where he wants to. Right. Uh, Travis would kind of get it in that area. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <laughs> figure it out from there. So yeah, he'd, he'd get it out and go from there. Um, so yeah, Travis would kind of trust uh, whatever you think is best for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's so we developed that trust early on. I yeah. think is why we're good friends. But and then and then Wyndham could tell you, you know, exactly what he wanted from the tire. Do you have something that'll do more like this? Yeah, you know? yeah, and,
2: yeah. Um, so it's just cool. Yeah, no, it, it's, it's, uh, it's remarkable when you think start thinking about it. When we were taking the MH2s and grooving them down the center, um, you were doing it or we were doing I we don't were remember. Doing that, but yeah, on, on is that? MH3s, yeah. Oh, MH3s. So no worries. my worries. Is that something that was bad? Like, like, were you, would you prefer? Because you didn't sell the tire like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as a tire guy, when that started, I remember it worked. We mm-hmm. liked it. All our guys seemed to like it. You guys were doing it for a race service. But when you. When you think about it, is that like oh we don't really want to do this because it's not what we sell? How, is that uh, something that comes to mind? No, no, no. I, did, okay. I didn't
1: take. You no, know, it wasn't offensive yeah, to yeah. me at all. It was, it was actually you know something. Or even your bosses, I'm thinking no, are no, like, no. hey, what are you doing? You know, like yeah, but we had. Keep in mind, we had and other tire manufacturers the way that you. Typically through racing, you know, you test yeah. some new tread designs, sure. some new concepts, eventually that comes to the commercial marketplace. Right, right. So for me, I saw my role and, and, uh, and our role at the track to be solution providers. Yeah, yeah. You know, for well, the racers. And, and, and you used to race, so. Yeah, and if, you know, and if, yeah. Grooving, a t- if grooving a tire, help provide performance uh, for them tonight. I was no shame in yeah. doing that to me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And and what we do, grooving that center would allow uh, the top of the the casing to kind of be a little bit more supple and mm-hmm. flatten out, provide a little bit larger contact patch. Yeah. So it, it, it enhanced the performance. So why not do that?
2: Did you guys ever go on the 20-inch front route? Who we, was doing that? Was Bridgestone doing that? Uh, we did. We did. We were a little bit slow to the market yeah. with that. Um, and now they're gone. We, we did, course, yeah. And then yeah. they're yeah. gone, yeah, yeah. I thought it was pretty good. I had one on my own bike. Mm-hmm. Personal wise E I thought it was like really like your like your extra set of suspension. Like like it softened up your suspension. Yeah. And and I think the I think the idea of that was to,
1: you know, provide a little bit t- to go with a smaller rim, mm-hmm. keep the same tire outside yeah. diameter to provide a larger side. So now we but who not everyone would want to invest in a twenty inch wheel. Yeah. And then if yeah. you made that investment, you were either that was either your commitment, if you relaced your mm-hmm. hub and so yeah, on, yeah, or yeah. you had a spare wheel, whatever. Yeah. Um, but now we we do the same with our Starcross Five. We have an eighty-one hundred twenty-one. Yeah. And we have and a ninety-one hundred twenty-one. Yeah. So now you're just interchanging to tire. So the on ninety your stock
2: the wheel. ninety sidewall really kind of eliminated that a little bit. Correct. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so it's a ninety. Yeah. It's a ninety millimeters is the nominal width yeah. and a hundred percent the aspect ratio. Right. So it's yeah. hundred. So ninety millimeters tall on the sidewall versus right. eighty millimeters. So.
2: Um, all right, let's take a commercial break here on the RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Listen to this commercial from Race Tech, and uh, also to Michelin Starcross 5. It will be listening to this tire. Uh, listen to this commercial about that tire. Randy Richardson from Michelin will be uh, back right after this commercial. Hey, thanks for listening to the BTOsports.com RacerX podcast presented by Fox Racing. Racetech people, racetech.com. These guys have been in business for over 30 years supplying racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension, everyday racer. There's a lot of top suspension guys in the pits that got their start with Race Tech. Uh, trust me on this. There's a more than a few guys that have learned underneath Paul Feed and gone on to, uh, to great things. Paul Feed, the original suspension guru. I guarantee you, and Probably eighty-two point seven percent of you people listen to this podcast need some sort of suspension work. Whether it's uh, just a simple oil change with new bushings and seals, give your bike some love. Whether it's the right spring rate for your weight and/or speed, or maybe you just need some revalving on the machine to uh, help you uh, take first place in that Chicken Licks Raceway. Something, something uh, on your bike needs attention for Race Tech. I guarantee you. Freeze Gilmore, some of the guys just using uh, Race Tech, privateer proven. They work with uh, Ben Lemay. Also, they're back with Ben LeMay, and uh, they offer a full line of Racetech high-performance springs. These springs are called high-performance because they're extremely lightweight for their rates and feature the tightest tolerances in the industry. You want to save 10% at uh, Tech? Go to Pulp MX 2015 when you order. You can save 10% at Racetech.com, and they're uh, proud sponsors of this podcast, and we thank you guys. All right. Back to the show. tires are back michelinmotorcycle.com, Michelin StarCross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is it a fancy marketing term, or what?
0: No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiff is that you have when you come into corners. And What's cool about this tire is, even from the previous version of the MH3, it gives more so when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps it has some give to it and it's more comfort so it doesn't feel so rigid a lot of that has to do with the, the cct
2: so telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires
0: yeah obviously it's flexing a little bit but also too when you come into corners you don't want it to roll on you so they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites but yet straight line you have comfort
2: hey as a former factory mechanic Kiefer, i know all about mounting tires um, Um, So no problem for me to mount anything, well, maybe not a moose. Uh, You found mounting these new Michelin's uh, pretty easy, actually.
0: Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best. So mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on.
2: Four versions of this tire, they cover all the uses. Key for reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling, they do it all. Starcross five, Michelin Motorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out, the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. And we're back. We didn't go anywhere, Randy. We stayed here. Uh RacerX Podcast was by Fox Racing. Uh thanks to Race Tech and Michelin uh, Starcross Five for uh, also doing that commercial for us. So um Travis the Travis Pastrana, probably next to Mike Brown, your closest moto friend. I don't know, maybe not, but um, star rider, friend wise. Um, But so he's still a Michelin tire guy to this day. Yeah. Always has been. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though Michelin's not in racing anymore, he he liked you. He liked the tire. um, And that ought to feel pretty good. He's still using Michelin. Yeah, it's, it's, and and I think it's a, It just goes to uh,
1: – or speaks to what, what's common throughout the industry is the value of relationships. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and uh, so been with Travis for a long time, uh, an outstanding guy, and, and done, some, done some amazing things. Yeah. You know, uh, a lot of people think he uh, – his racing career, you know, he didn't, he didn't become what he should have became. Yeah, I, I think he became what he was destined to become.
2: You think? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Heck yeah.
1: Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, God, I think so. It's
2: just so amazing. He never won a 450 Supercross. Yeah. If you watch O2, he is at the front all the time. He yep. yeah, he looks amazing. He's winning heat races. Yep. Incredible! He didn't win a main event. Yep. You know, never won a title, but yeah. yeah. I still I put him right up there in terms of riders I've I've ever seen ride. I saw him do some things from the mechanics area that mm-hmm. I'm like. There were times where that it was over. Yeah, just blow your mind with, yeah. with what he
1: could do and what he did do yeah. on a motorcycle. And, and, if
2: yeah. you, and a track like Daytona, where Gary Bailey, I think, was drunk when he was building it, um, as far as the things he would dig up and put and obstacles, a track that allowed a rider to think about things and how to attack things, it was over. Pastrana mm-hmm. was I mean, he was just amazing. He'd pull little wheelies. He'd pull little pre-jumps. He would put his front end down. And it was just, you know, as the track got rougher, like a track like Daytona, you know, he would make little doubles out of things. And a guy like that on a track like you would really think about, he was great. He yes, was amazing. He was so innovative. And I
1: think he used his height and, you know, yeah. his, his size. Yeah, on the he, bike. Did. He, he did. He, he was yeah. uh, a lot of finesse. You know, he could he could move around on the bike and uh-huh. put the bike where he wanted. And to yeah. your point, he could wheel tap or step over, skip stuff and yeah. find some lines that, this others never, never and,
2: saw. And I don't know if it was a Michelin <clears> ride day or if it was just you and your buddies going riding with Chad's, but you tell a story of, uh, of him back flipping up a cliff just for, for fun and giggles. Oh yeah. And yeah. I saw, he came to Chad's one time when I was there, when he was racing Daytona that one time for a couple of races. And he, I watched this with my own eyes. He, he got his helmet on, got dressed, kicked his bike over, goes, goes to ride on the supercross track, goes off the side of the takeoff of the triple backflips, lands on flat ground, then rides off again. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he can he the the, <laughs> the the what they call mini flip now, I guess is what it's called, but over okay. a, a little small thing. Uh yeah, I've seen him backflip stuff that that you wouldn't you wouldn't think is is Yeah is possible yeah, yeah, at yeah. all either at his house or he came out to the the press launch we had uh-huh. for the star cross five and so i was out there the day before and we we're putting up banners and stuff and i go you know i'm thinking i'm finding him a place to backflip so yeah, i go yeah, scout yeah. a couple right. things sure. and and uh, so he gets there and i say hey bud i found you a couple you know a couple hits out there i think where you can flip i'll show them to you he's yeah. like, okay cool but then he goes and backflips in front of all the media on this thing <laughs> it was at kahia creek and it's like where they cut in where yeah. people park yeah, yeah yeah so it's like a vertical wall mm-hmm. that's Three foot tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he and he backflips that, and I'm like, no, no, no. no. I,
2: it didn't matter what. I didn't matter what I had scouted out. He knew he could backflip that, yeah. and I,
1: I wouldn't have. Yeah.
2: I never would have thought he would do that. So, Crazy man. Yeah. Um, um. So you're. So you're working with? Uh, did you work with KTM? No, Heben came in, and they switched, right? Uh, they switched I was gone to by then. Yeah, yep. they switched to Dunlop. Two pretty successful years, a lot of wins, no titles, but a lot of wins with KTM. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then so then you're working with Suzuki, and this this was uh, had to have been tough for you personally and even as a company. Halfway through the year, they switch. <laughs> No, into 2004. 2004? Yeah, 2004. We, we were, at the end
1: of 2003, uh, we were coming with some new stuff yeah. that got a little bit delayed. Okay. So we, we started 2004 um, with Suzuki yeah. on Michelin. And uh, and I think there's some pressure from Suzuki Japan uh-huh. Uh on Roger, the way, the way Roger explained well, it. you had a deal, right?
2: You had a contract.
1: Or No. We were in. We, we were. We were getting it worked out. Okay. We we're working out some okay. stuff. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. And,
2: and then. Uh, so this was a big deal in the industry at the time. Like mm-hmm. tire teams yeah. just don't do this. Factory yeah. teams. Correct. Know? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And because many many years ago, like the, yeah. the Bob Hanna days and yeah, all that stuff, you know, you would you could choose whatever you wanted. Then you would choose. Yeah. You, you might use a, a Dunlop this weekend because it was a I don't know a harder pack yeah, yeah. and
2: Pirelli the next weekend. Because it actually, It would no, be yeah. M twenty two because it was harder pack. Okay. Yeah. Everyone loved the M twenty two Bridgestone. Yeah. Great um, tire. And, and and I remember RJ one time had a, a Dunlop contract or a Bridgestone contract. Everybody else ran Dunlops mm-hmm. on Honda. Yeah, he signed a personal deal to run yeah. the Bridgestones, which is yeah. no longer you don't see it anymore. But anyways, but to your point, yeah. yeah, for a team to for a team to
1: change was was uh, a factory level standard. standard. Yeah, yeah. For a for factory level team yeah. that was not that's
2: not. Uh... Um, so you think it was like what was Japan's issue, or they were hearing complaints, or what was going on? I mean these these are tires that were good enough to win Travis a title mm-hmm. and racing and you know, where, where we were. At that time, mm-hmm. we, we did exceptionally well in, in motocross
1: and intermediate, LOMI, all that stuff. We were having some issues, or the riders were having some issues, on, on really, really hard pack supercross stuff. Which and is
2: actually what,
1: is, what I think a lot of people battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it is. No, for sure it is. Yeah. For sure it is. And uh, so, um, yeah, I think you know Roger had some pressure mm-hmm. from, from Suzuki Japan to, to make a change. Um, I think they, my understanding, they, they wanted to switch to Bridgestone. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, at the time factory Suzuki 250 had Nick way and Sean Hamlin. And so Bridgestone mm-hmm. with other teams had a lot of championship contenders. So I don't think Bridgestone was interested to, to yeah. sponsor them, yep. you know, at that time. Yep. So, uh, so Suzuki uh, Dunlop came in and offered them some sponsorship and, and support and everything. So they made the switch. I want to say it was like round four. Oh, it's pretty yeah. early on. Yeah. Um, when you, when you got that call, that must've been tough. Yeah, it was. That was. Yeah, it was, a, like, uh, conversa- no, it was a conversation. it was a conversation with my manager, uh, the head of our product line at the time, yeah. was there in mm-hmm. San Diego, and we sat there under the Michelin tent and had a talk with Roger. And uh, you know, we agreed to at that time. We agreed to continue to provide them tires when they thought our tires were optimum. Uh-huh. But then, if it went to the conditions where a different brand was optimum, we were going to let them uh, yeah. use that brand. But we weren't going to. You know, we weren't going to give them a big check to do yeah, that. Yeah, of course so, not. Yeah. So that created a little bit of friction. And then sure. uh, uh, we were in, uh, the next round was Anaheim, whichever one it was, two yeah. or three or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anaheim. And they used Dunlop. Uh, no, they used some Bridgestone there. I think they used some Bridgestone that they had from the race shop. Okay, I yeah, think. Yeah. And then we go to San Francisco, and that's when it was kind of that's when the full divorce took place. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, they buzzard, you know, Ray. Yeah, to yeah. Buzz brought over a bunch of wheels and stuff, and they had agreed to do something with Dunlop, and so we dismounted our tires and, uh, wow. and mounted up Dunlops and, and went racing. So that's a tough deal for yeah, sure. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. And it, it's and if, the thing is, is you know, to your point, it. it Same thing when you were doing factory mechanic stuff. You're spending that many weekends on the road, that many weekends, you know, dedicated to doing the best job you can. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely a tough pill to swallow. Oh, yeah. But at the end of the day, we still... We still weren't curing cancer. Yeah, no, know? no.
2: So, um, if you had gotten the stuff that was delayed, maybe that would have helped. Was that, I think so. Yeah, yeah I yeah, think yeah, so. And we, and
1: we later came with, uh, we later came with what was our Starcross HP4, yep. which is now uh, the new versions of Starcross Five Hard. Okay. So So it was a much
2: much better product. Yeah, that was Just a little bit late. Subway is, guys were still running. Correct. It. Subway Honda. Yep, yep, um, yep. Can't think of anybody else, but mm-hmm. must have been somebody else out there. Um, yeah, just one of those things where you're like, guys, solitaire, it's team solitaire. solitaire. Yep. You're like, guys, it's coming, it's working. Yeah. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, but it's a fast moving. Yeah. It's a fast moving. Uh, does that come down on you at all? At all? Anything like? Does anything come back on you? No, 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 no. Okay, yeah. No, I, I don't know. Maybe if, your if, managers are like France is like freaking out. You know. No, because what I was doing is is
1: you know taking the feedback from riders or mm-hmm. feedback from you know Roger. There are a lot of times that I you know, get a phone call. I'm on the East Coast. I get a phone call at nine nine thirty at night yeah, at they're home done, they're done from Roger. For the day right you know, there. and they're finishing up at the test track and they've got an issue. Well, then you know I'm in the office the next morning at five in the morning calling to France, you know, and letting them know, relaying Mm -hmm. the message about this issue. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it was difficult because sometimes, you know, the the answer that I might get would be that, well, we don't have these issues in motocross GP. Yeah. I'd say, well, thank you. But the reason you don't have those issues is because you don't have these conditions. Are you
2: racing in 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 Southern California underneath lights with marine layer?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or or are you in uh, a recently
2: mowed uh, hayfield, you know, with natural terrain (laughs) and jumps? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Let me know um, if you guys are. And really, like I, I've gone on. You listen to my shows Mm -hmm. and my podcasts Mm -hmm. and stuff. Um, when Pirelli first came in, you know where they struggled? Southern California hardpack tracks. Absolutely. Um, when everyone when Bridgestone pulled out, Mm -hmm. do you know where Dunlop struggled? Southern California hardpack tracks. Yeah. Um, you know, and and. That's something that I've seen over and over and over, and I don't know if there's ever a perfect tire for that. And I think Dunlop, when Bridgestone pulled out, Dunlop was behind the eight ball. I think they've taken him a couple of years, and that was years ago. I think they're fine now, or riders are used to them. Pirelli, same thing. When I saw when I saw Brayton win a heat race in Oakland, I'm like, okay, like it's it's a little wet, slippery, hard pack, Cali. They look like they've got it. You know what I mean? And Brayton himself was like, yeah, they've come a long way. That's a terrain that a tire is just it's, oh, it's tough. It's it's very, very challenging. That's for sure. Um when
1: you know, when, when call it loamy or soft yeah. conditions or train when traction yeah. is, is present you know it's much easier to provide mm-hmm. a tire to provide performance in those conditions when it's blue groove and hard pack and it's yeah. and it's and it's a little faint dust on top or yeah. moisture starts coming up in the evening and, yeah. and it gets a little greasy that's where it's challenging for sure for for, a- for any brand yeah. and for for bike setup chassis setup yeah. Yeah. you know they they and now you know again keep in mind I stopped doing the racing stuff end of 2005, so mm-hmm. there wasn't any EFI. Yeah. You know, there were some yeah, four-strokes, yeah. but there wasn't any yeah. EFI. Yeah. So you couldn't uh, – then you could do what? Put a little flywheel or something to kind yeah. of mellow it out. Now yeah. they can you know, plug it into a laptop and sure. detune the bike a little bit. So yep. it's
2: a challenge for the entire setup when there's not much traction. Has, has the four-stroke switch probably helped the tire industry because they chew them up more, huh? The local guys, the guys who buy t- motorcycle tires, off-road tires. I don't
1: what know. What do you think? I don't
2: know. No? I don't know. I don't know.
1: Well, But the thing is, there's also, it, it's a... Did it change a,
2: construction of them a little bit?
1: A little bit. Yeah. We have a little bit. Yeah. But the thing is, it's a, a four-stroke also is a more tractable, a more usable power. Sure. So I think you get, I think, you yeah. get a little bit less wheel spin, you know, a mm-hmm. two-stroke, like, especially like a 125. It's like, you know, riding a light switch, you know, yeah, it's yeah, either yeah. on or off, yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, a four-stroke is more, uh, it's a broader yeah. range of power, right. so I think it's uh,
2: maybe not as hard on tires. Yeah, I think, yeah. But... Um, Randy Richardson from Michelin Motorcycles in uh, MichelinMotorcycles.com to learn more about the StarCross 5, right? Um, what's uh, what's your best Mike Brown star? What's your best Mike Brown star? <laughs> uh,
1: uh, I went with him one time in, uh, to, this is, there's, there's a lot with Brownie. Yeah, yeah, uh yeah. I went with him in I say it's ninety nine uh-huh. to uh Bercy, yeah. to the race there. Yeah. So I was gonna quote mechanic for him. Basically I went as a friend to go over there and help him and <laughs> right. and do whatever. So yeah, yeah. uh 'cause Brownie's got great mechanic skills. But he uh <clears throat> he uh he crashed there and separated his shoulder or mm-hmm. you know, dislocated his shoulder. Yeah. And they couldn't get it in into the uh couldn't get in there at the uh, Attract, event. Yeah. So we take him to the hospital. So we yeah. ride in this little sketchy ambulance, this even sketchier hospital. And the doctor comes in. And, and he's Mike there. being
2: from Tennessee, you know, he's very yeah. worldly. He's very, well, no, he's very, very
1: worldly, but he doesn't take into consideration he's in a whole other country now. So the doctor comes in. He's shirt off, and they're looking at it. And, and he's just he's just got these whelps all over yeah, him yeah. from getting pelted yeah. you know, with rocks yeah. and stuff in the race. And the doctor is looking at him and looking at the shoulder. And then she starts examining his skin and says, Oh, you perhaps you have a bit of uh, some liver condition if you were drinking too much. Or, and started kind of insinuating that Brownie was drinking too much and had liver problems. So Brownie gets pissed because he, he doesn't drink. He just yeah. gets fired up. And he said, I don't drink. I don't drink. And, he, and and then he looks at the lady and, he, and she was, but perhaps you have some liver. And goes on. And Brownie goes, it's from getting roosted. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. this so here's this woman yeah. doctor in France has yeah. no idea what roosted means. Right, right. And he right. Brownie's just pissed because she doesn't understand roosted. So finally I, I kinda intervened and I said, Ma'am, it's uh, so he's uh he's getting struck with debris yeah, from the motorcycle tire. Anyway, so <laughs> yeah. that's uh that's um, Brownie. And then one time he, we I went to I went to Barcelona with him uh-huh. to Spain and and he, he won there and he won this big trophy thing that yeah. kind of had some kind of sharp edges uh-huh. on it, so we're going back through security to leave, and, and Brownie's pretty pretty quick-tempered, uh-huh. so they were asking him and kind of questioning him about this sharp thing, yeah. and he got all pissed off at him and told him, you know, I didn't make the thing, I just want it, <laughs> so then they take him in another room to do some more questioning, and Johnson City, Tennessee, <laughs> yeah, he got fired up, so,
2: oh, that's funny, yeah, it's, uh, yeah.
1: I didn't make it. I,
2: I didn't, didn't make the thing. I just want it. And uh, he just
1: barks that at them, right. which, you know, security, they didn't.
2: Yeah, that's not going to work out. So no, that. they didn't like that. They took him in the little quiet room uh, and had to talk with him. You know what's remarkable about Brown? And I finally did a podcast with him. I, I we, You and I, I must have told you 20 stories about how he was supposed to do one and never did. We finally did one. But when you really think about Mike Brown, like, after Mitch let him go, mm-hmm. he quit. He went to go work at, at Jim's, uh, motorcycle, Jim's, Jim's right. motorcycle Sales. race cars for a while. Yeah. Then decided to come back. Then won as a privateer Pontiac, mm-hmm. 483 on the yep. Honda. Then got a ride. Then lost the ride. Went to Europe. Got another ride. Came back. Went to back to Europe again, I think. And then got a ride with Mitch back yeah. and won the 125 national title. Yep. Like, phenomenal. Like, yeah. just You just don't see that nowadays. Like uh, you can't kill him. Yeah. No, right? Yeah. yeah. And to, and that year, too, um, for you, Michelin on Langston's bike, mm-hmm. uh, Brownie, your buddy. Yeah. Oh, you were just torn tough yeah. you were torn tough. you're just like oh geez
1: um, I, and and the thing is so langston's wheel comes apart there at Steel yeah. city and uh and and was i because mike was a friend but was i happy for him yeah, yeah. but i wasn't as happy for him as i was sad for me yeah yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah really right uh, yeah. i was bummed yeah because yeah. we we uh back and forth between Travis and Langston, we'd led that championship yeah. you know, the entire year, yeah. and then came down to the final round and lost
2: it. So, yeah, that was tough. Um, as bad as not a, as bad as the Suzuki switch must have made you feel, and it is not a fun conversation to mm-hmm. have, and it sucks for you as a as a guy. It sucks for Michelin and everything else. Yeah. When you look back on that time, uh, do you think about the good times and how how much of an impact you made? How quickly you made an impact in the sport? Yeah,
1: and and yeah, I'm very yeah. much I'm personally very much you know an optimistic type person yeah. so uh yeah there's there's always going to be you know bumps in the road or, or bad things um the the um the negative feelings of that yeah are, are far smaller compared to all the cool things you know winning yeah. winning races or, or winning championships yeah. you know with uh brandon jessamine won 125 oh, yeah. east yeah. in, in yeah. 2003 and just friendships that you develop and 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 life memories and experiences so yeah Yeah. that's the the good the good far outweighs the bad
2: you know we talk about michelin and i don't know how much money they sell a year do you know it's Mm -hmm. how much i do know oh okay okay (laughs) what i'm saying is like yeah like oh so the average fan sitting there i guess like a michelin doesn't come back into Mm moto because what they spend in product in sponsorship everything else just isn't Guarantee it doesn't equate in sales, right? But did you notice sales of off-road tires when you were in the sport and winning with Travis and Langston go up? Yeah, when, when we looking at, do you know what I mean? Like the uh, how does this work
1: for us? What we've yeah. experienced is 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 a a huge increase in awareness for the off-road brand in two thousand yeah. one, two, three, and so on. Okay, and uh, and we've been fortunate to even though we stopped track side service or being yeah. involved in Supercross Motocross yeah. at the end of 2007, our sales of off-road oh, it was 07. tires. I thought it was earlier yeah, than that. Because okay, yeah. yeah. a different guy did that after I did mm-hmm. in 06, 07. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so we parked our truck and we're yeah. no longer involved in, in Supercross Motocross. Yeah. But we've maintained, you know, consistent sales in off-road products. And I think it's. Oh, it ha- you t- have? Yeah, okay. yeah so, we have. Yeah, right. yeah we have. Yeah. And uh, so that's good. And, and we've just had a different focus, you know, different focus on yeah. different product segments oh, yeah, you yeah. know i uh, mean
2: well, well uh, if you want to give people an idea cruiser tire yeah. sales yeah what, and that's how, the thing 10 to 1, <clears throat> 1 motos tires i i mean i don't know uh um, three
1: to one four to one whatever yeah. yeah probably three to one con- yeah. to off-road yeah yeah and then so and the thing is like so many listeners are are just true off-road yeah you know Goons. core yeah. listeners yeah. just just, yeah. just like me that's yeah. where my heart is right. i'm an off-road rider i go and and educate Sales reps and educate dealers about cruiser tires, sport touring tires, mm-hmm. sport bike tires, scooter tires. Yeah, you know, um, my heart's in off road. Yeah. so people aren't aware the the replacement tire market in the U.S. is say a little over three million tires a year. Okay, you know, all brands yeah, yeah. included, yep. and fifty percent of that is, is cruiser tires. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Harley and 50% of that. So, so we all think and love and put our blinders on and look at just off road and look at just motocross, supercross, but uh, you know, commercially
2: there's a lot more uh, interesting segments to be in. Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. But in one sense, you spent all that money for seven years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Seven years. And you've maintained sales. Yeah. Do you see a spike in sales when you were doing Pastrana in Langston? Or initially, yeah. Okay, yeah. Initially, yeah, sure. Okay, for sure. so you can see the spike <clears throat> and then you get you get back to a level that you're at and you've kinda of maintained it maintained you that said. level, so, yeah. yeah, we have consistent, you know? we've had consistent
1: sales and off road. Yeah. And then uh and off road segment has been one that we have uh, we haven't focused as much on yeah. we continue to yeah. have the previous Starcross mm-hmm. range year after year yeah. and sales were consistent we weren't having to you know advertise it market it yeah. push it yeah. uh, invest in it yeah. and sales were there because i think that we provided a, a good performance and exceptional longevity yeah so someone who had bought that tire yeah, they last a while people would, would continue people to buy it, it. yeah right so uh, so now the push with the new Starcross five is that we we have uh Significantly improve performance mm-hmm. they 're lighter weight, and they still have excellent longevity so so now there's a there 's a push there and rather than invest a lot of money in going and racing you know and, yeah. and fighting for uh, let's call it fighting for spots on the podium, yeah. right, yeah, so we work directly with uh, the sales reps from Western Power Sports and parts unlimited right that 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 their sales reps go in and educate we educate them about the new product they go into dealers, educate the dealers about it, and now we 're fighting for spots on the shelf
2: yeah you know, rather yeah, than yeah, on the podium yeah. so um, um. It's interesting. That's that's an interesting thing. And you know, I go through a little bit with X brand too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Rich Taylor, the owner there. Like, how mm-hmm. much do I spend? Uh, Brock Tickle's a lot of money in goggles. Yeah. If you look at what, what they pay him, yeah. you got to sell a lot of goggles yep. to pay that one guy's salary. Mm-hmm. And how much is that getting you? What's the ROI? What if I never sponsored anybody and just relied on the Dunes dudes, mm-hmm. dudes, the guys that ride in the Dunes and yeah. the casual riders? Would my you know mm-hmm. would I make more money? Like it's uh, yeah. It's a real difficult question for companies to do, you know. And it, yeah, it's the same thing, and
1: and not just tires or goggles, but but brands of bikes too. Uh-huh. You know, if how many more Hondas or Yamahas or Kawasaki, Suzuki's or KTM's, whatever, uh, are they going to sell if they, you know, hire the big yeah. name rider yeah. and win yeah, all yeah, the races? Yeah, yeah. Uh, because you can have you can have a great rider yeah. winning all the races, but if you do not have the correct distribution, uh, the sales force yeah. out there supporting it, and yeah. and, and you know they're correct price point and so yeah. on. It's challenging to sell yeah. any product in the industry because you have to keep in mind we're we're all in a leisure market in the US. Yeah. Yeah. You know in yeah. in Europe, yeah. Yeah. you know yeah. like like motorcycles or motorcycle tires in Europe, it's a form of transportation. Yeah, yeah. Here yeah. in the US, it's just leisure. Yep. Yeah. It truly is leisure. No no one talking about scooter tires. In yeah, no Europe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're yeah, everywhere because yeah. it's it's everywhere. But here in the US, no one
2: needs a dirt bike. Right. You know they right. want one, yeah, yeah, So it's all yeah. leisure. Uh... Yeah, like a guy like me, I'd like to see Michelin come hard with the Starcross Five and, mm-hmm. and sponsor Team Honda, because I'd see you at the races and it'd be awesome. But there's so much more to it than that. Yeah. But if you give the seven deuce deuce, probably a thousand bucks and unlimited tires, you might see an increase. He
1: and I could do a collab on a song. I bet. Yeah, exactly right.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can do. Yeah. He'll make you a rap for free <laughs> with the Starcross Five. Think of all you can get for a thousand dollars. Wow, I'm to rethink that.
1: I'll take that back to the office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah take it to France. I'll, I'll, I'll bring that
2: up in a meeting. Yeah. <laughs> hey, France, I got a guy. He'll rap. He'll make us a rap song. Yeah, and we can put it to the Big Michelin Man. Yeah. The the, the what is that guy's name? Babendum. Babindum, yeah, babindum, who, who yeah, can, yeah, Forget Bobindum.
1: I, I remember Weege brought that up on
2: a show a while back. Oh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Weege brought up Babindum? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Figures he would know that. I hate when people call me babindum. It Pisses me off. It's very mean. It is. Thank you. Yeah. Very mean. Um All right. Well, Randy Richardson, thanks for coming by. Uh, I think feel like we've covered your career, and I, I think you're one of those guys that people may know the name, and they don't understand that like the stuff you've done, and and I just think it's cool. I think people dig it. So, uh, Michelin Star Cross Five. Randy Richardson, uh, Racer X podcast. Thanks, Randy. Thank you, Steve. Thanks for listening to the Steve Mathis Show presented by Fox Racing.
1: I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not
0: going to take the money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know. And it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss.
1: Seven time, Jeremy
2: McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled the pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in pants. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know?
0: Leo Show, Johnny O'Mara